Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And we are good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up! Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you know, close but no cigar. We've we've heard that a few times. Broncos had the Chiefs this time. This is one of those games, like, when listeners hear me mention the you know, Broncos were one sailed Case Keenum throw away from beating the Chiefs. Now I get to say the Broncos were one Melvin Gordon fumble in scoring position away from beating the Chiefs. But does this change it? Your gut reaction to the game, how it unfolded, and does this change anything relative to Vic Fangio's precarious position? I, I Every week he shows you that he's not cut out to be an NFL head coach. And this game was just the latest example kicking the field goal to make it a touchdown game, and then his defense on the very next play of the ensuing series gives up a 44-yard pass play. He brings nothing to the table as an NFL head coach, and he's a detriment to being on the sidelines as the man in charge of the franchise. His defense doesn't cut it for me. Uh, His coaching style doesn't cut it for me. This game is very reminiscent of the 2020 finale in which the offense didn't lose the game, It was the defense and the coaching that lost the game. So as long as Vic Fangio uh, is around in his current position, we've seen his ceiling. 
I don't want to stick around to see the floor of a, of a Vic Fangio coach of Broncos team. He is not it. Fire him, fire Pat Shermer, fire Tom McMahon, and get a new coaching staff in the building. There is no real precedent to bring back a coach after three straight losing seasons for a fourth year and expecting a drastic turnaround, least of which uh, uh, with a person like Vic Fangio who's shown no growth in that job. None at all. There's no redeeming qualities as Vic Fangio as a head coach. Exactly zero. Whereas, though, he's shown regression. He's shown that he's taken steps backward. He can't master a clock. He can't master a challenge. He's not a leader of men, in my opinion. He ignores the offense. He has brain farts in crucial situations. His defense never comes up clutch. They don't force turnovers. There is exactly zero reasons for George Payton to keep Fangio around as the head coach. If he was still on the fence, I hope this game, if any other game in the Fangio era didn't do it, I hope this is the game that shoved Peyton over the fence and leaves him no choice. If not a Black Sunday, it needs to be Black Monday for sure. Yeah, It really is a feeling of, you know, we fit, we, we've seen Vic Fangio now, this team under his leadership, fully butt up against its ceiling. Like, it, it's not getting any better from here. And yet, we'll grab Casey Nickel with a, wow, very, very generous super chat. And yet, Zach, we saw a different actor in this play. Uh, Scratch, beyond what maybe some expected or believed to be what his ceiling was in Drew Locke. Listen up, Broncos country. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets. TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Was this enough of an authoritative performance from Drew, in your opinion, to buy him a seat at the table next year, this coming next season with the Denver Broncos? We don't know who's going to come in to coach, but how do you think this game affected Drew Locke's outlook. We'll grab well, Casey after that. According to all reports coming into the game, and even Locke himself, he made his own plea publicly to be a starting quarterback, either in Denver or with another NFL franchise. The one thing he wanted to improve on, the only thing he really needed to improve on, was turnovers. And for the third game in a row, he took care of the ball, and he made Teddy-like decisions. So once again, if we all credited Teddy when he was smart with the ball, we should credit Drew for being smart with the ball, because he was doing the exact same things Teddy was doing. But let me tell you a couple things Teddy could never dream of doing, and that's the long scrambles that Drew Locke had, the athleticism he showed, and the arm talent he showed. You can talk about the drops he also had with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, I don't know that it guarantees Locke anything. I wouldn't bring him back as the understood starter, but he's shown 
definite progression. We talk about regression with Vic Fangio. Well, Drew Locke's going the opposite direction. Apparently, according to James Palmer, he has support within the building. And I'm thinking to myself, who within the building supports Drew Locke besides his own players? The team has more energy like we saw in 2019 when he came in to relieve, I believe it was Brandon Allen against Cleveland. The offense just fights for him a little more. The running backs run a little harder. The receivers... Maybe not Jerry Judy. They all go up to catch a pass when Drew Locke's throwing the ball. They, they have more want to. I would think it bought him a definite shot to be someone's starter, if not for sure backup next year. I just don't know what's going to happen in Denver, considering the uncertainty with the Broncos coaching staff. The new guy, even if Vic Fangio is fired, the new guy might want to bring his own quarterback in the building, develop his own guy because they have no investment to Drew Locke. But compared to what we saw last year, compared to what we saw even earlier this year when he would come into the game, I think the arrow was pointing up on Drew, and there's no real bias in saying that. Just open your eyes. We will continue to talk about Drew. Let's grab Casey Nickel and his very, very generous super chat. Thank you, my brother. He says, I haven't been this pissed off in a long while. I am so sick of it. Get rid of Melvin Gordon. I like Vic as a person, but a head coach, I'm sorry, got to go. Pat Shermer, bye-bye. Denver should have started Locke from the beginning. Unfreaking real man. GG, boys. Yeah, dude. Um, it just it makes you realize, I think what you were saying, Zach, at halftime during uh, Kelberman's Corner, if you're a Facebook supporter, you were, you were in on that conversation. If the Broncos would have won this game and what that may – have been able to do for Vic Fangio, the irony of perhaps in a different alternate universe now, Drew Locke winning that game, saving Vic Fangio's job after Vic Fangio deposed Drew Locke to save his job. The We're starting to, it's like days of our lives mixed with Fringe. Y'all remember that movie for, or the show on like Fox, I think, Fringe. This is, we're dealing with alternate universes, what could have been timelines, the continuum. Zach, we're literally breaking down the multiverse, but Drew Locke, dude. I'm actually kind of excited for how this game might have given him a little bit of a lift, even if it's not going to end up being something that pays huge dividends for him in Denver. I think the Broncos and whatever incoming coach is about to uh, arrive in Denver, they would be remiss to not put Drew Locke as part of at least the potential solution to quarterback in 2022. I mean, you saw what this offense could do with a guy that's dynamic. I mean, Drew Locke for the last three games, Zach, has seemed to figure out, pardon the pun, how to kind of unlock the next level. He's managed to protect the ball while also pushing it downfield when opportunity knocks, which is just something we unfortunately didn't see from Teddy. I don't think, to, to, to you know, to, in defense of Teddy, I don't think he was capable of making the same plays that Drew Locke is. They're just two different quarterbacks, and Teddy played his brand, but it just didn't work out, and um, you wonder what the Broncos really could have been. I don't really say slam dunk playoff team with Drew Locke under center, but it, damn sure more fun, that's for sure, on offense. It's just more of a fun uh, scheme. When you push the ball down the field, good things can happen, especially with the playmakers they have. Finally getting Tim Patrick involved after you paid him. Tr trying to get uh, Cortland Sutton involved after you pay him. Those things weren't happening with, with Teddy Bridgewater under center. They were being stagnated with Teddy Bridgewater under center. You can say a lot of things. Uh, Drew Locke was not the reason the Broncos lost this game. And you can make the case it hasn't been that way for the last three games. He was the only reason they were actually in this game was because of Drew Locke and the offense. Dude, by the way, nice uh, t-shirt selection for tonight's podcast. I mean, let him hate. I love it. Max Power, what's good? Cross the pond. Speaking of letting him hate, 
We love Max Power. He says, it's time to hire Doug Peterson. What are your thoughts if the Broncos, Zach, were to hire Doug Peterson to replace Vic Fangio? You get an offensive-minded guy who we saw in his time in Philly. It ended kind of weird and ugly, and I thought way too prematurely. But nevertheless, you saw him coordinate. And Who knows how much Frank Reich had to do with the success Doug Peterson ultimately had there. But that Philly offense, the year they won the Super Bowl, Remember when the Broncos went into Philly with Brock Osweiler? He came back his second stint and just got like thunder trucked right in the grill. And then Carson Wentz, that offense, I mean, he was going to be the MVP before he tore his ACL. And then we know how that season ended. That was the brainchild, or I should say, Doug Peterson was the brainchild of that offense. Could you imagine a toolsy, athletic, strong-armed quarterback like Drew, you know, just taking remember what you saw with Carson Wentz in that scheme, playing what as well as he was then, Zach, put drew lock in that place to me it's an intriguing option i want to consider more i want to consider the kellen moores i want to consider the brian dayballs i want to consider the kevin o'connell's and even more but i would put him in the conversation and see if he'd be interested in taking an interview yeah if the broncos want to go the veteran route they don't want another first time head coach doug peterson is certainly among the candidates that george payton could consider um i'm on the Offense by any means necessary bandwagon. The next head coach of the Broncos, if if or when they fire Vic Fangio, they have to lean into the offense. They've ignored it for too long now. So I prefer, let's say, Doug Peterson over someone like Mike Zimmer or Dan Quinn, defensive guys. If they go offense, I wouldn't hate it. My only question is, why was Doug Peterson available in the first place? Coaches who win Super Bowls usually don't get fired a couple years later. I don't really know what went on behind the scenes in Philadelphia, but he was also unemployed the entire last year. If he was that hot of a commodity, why wasn't he employed? Why is he available now? And also, you mentioned Philadelphia, what they've done this year. Rookie head coach Nick Sirianni takes him to a, the playoffs, clinches a playoff spot before even Week 18 with a quarterback that was as criticized as Drew Locke and Jalen Hurts. So maybe the Super Bowl run and the miracle and all the things that happened were more of a culmination of a quarterback and a, and a roster uh, and the stars aligning. Jetty Splash, good to see you. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, Jesse jumping in with a super chat early. Appreciate you. Please get a head coach, offensive coordinator, and a quarterback that show up weekly. Please. We feel you. We really do. Uh, Chris Hernandez, as is his want, Zach, with a symbolic super chat on the gut reaction. The Broncos got to 24 points at least this time instead of the 13 and 13 with Drew and then the depredations prior with Teddy outside of a Dallas game, outside of a Chargers game. They got to 24 points today. Thank you for that super chat, my brother. You know we love you. He said, I guess, go Titans, Zach. You know, but in my opinion, if you're such a defensive mastermind, if you're this guru that you think you are, 24 points should be enough to beat Mahomes. Upset them one time, especially when it's the season finale in Denver and you're playing for your job. But it's never the case. The defense never comes up clutch. They never do anything to seriously impact a game. And that, I think, is a an earmark of a Vic Fangio coach defense. Bend but don't break, but never clutch, never game-changing. I'm sick of seeing that. Alex Salazar jumping in. Thank you, buddy. After tonight's game, Drew Locke should have started from week one. He would have only gotten better from week to week. Thanks, fellas, for the great pods. Thank you. Guys, that was a big part of our argument from the get-go is, A, you could have always turned to Teddy because you don't know what you are foregoing by airing on the side of the guy with the higher floor. And you saw that today. 
Like Drew gave you a legitimate chance to win that game. If your running back doesn't fumble, and against a juggernaut, if your running back doesn't fumble in a critical time and place on the again, field. Again, by the way, again, again your $8 million running back once again. So those on that bandwagon instead of Javante as RB1, I don't know what you guys are seeing in Melvin Gordon. Melvin's gone. He'll be gone. You know, his, his contract as of 25 minutes ago just expired. So Peace. he'll be hitting the bricks. But Drew Locke gives you a shot. He gives you a shot. And you don't know what the limits of his ceiling could be, or let me put it in the past tense, could have been if you would have just stuck to the guy that you had invested in and developed and suffered with. Like, that's the biggest thing that I don't understand relative to this decision that was made is, look, you wandered the desert. All right, before Drew got here, then Drew gets here. You invested the pick to get him. You invested another pick to trade up a, to, to have the chance to draft him. You went through the traditional trial and error ups and downs as a team of a young quarterback learning on the job because it's the ask John Elway. All right, John Elway, the guy, not John Elway, the you know politician slash football executive. Quarterbacks only way to develop is on the field, reps playing. Not practice. Practice obviously key, but I'm talking play in the game. If you're a highly drafted quarterback, you got to play to complete your development and turn that corner. And Drew Locke, I think today was the biggest testament, Zach, that Drew Locke was on the cusp of turning that corner. And the Broncos pulled the rug out at the penultimate worst possible moment to have done so. Uh, for I saw real quick, I want to just address, uh, it's uh, Tez who I think is Melvin Gordon's agent in disguise, saying, well, I can't believe Zach is blaming Melvin Gordon. He fumbled the game away, so how could you not blame him? It's not a one-time thing. That's what Melvin Gordon does. And all of you Melvin Gordon truthers were insisting he was RB1 when you have Javante, who doesn't cough up the ball as much, and he's just as effective, in my opinion. Talking about Drew Locke and the quarterback situation in the offense, I think ultimately it's immaterial. And it may be defeatist of me, but when you have... A coordinator like Pat Shermer, who needs no introduction, we all know how bad he is and why, but you have a head coach who plays not to lose, who has no idea what he's doing when it comes to situational football and literally plays cowardly football. He plays a cowardly brand of the sport, settling for three, uh, always never going for the kill shot, never having that killer instinct, so they always would have been capped. They can have Brett Favre on this year's roster, but as long as you have Vic Fangio as head coach, Pat Shermer's offensive coordinator, you're never going to get over that hump. They are not good enough coaches to lead the Broncos to that level. Point blank. Problem, too, with, with Melvin's fumbles, this was his third lost fumble of the year. All right, Last year, year one as a Bronco, four fumbles all right the problem with you know a you fumble that's bad b hopefully you recover it or one of your guys recovers it all three of gordon's fumbles this year zach lost fumbles and it's just the way that cookies crumbled patriot text real quick fangio and his coaches have not earned the right to stay mediocre coaches at best broncos must move on what you're going to say zach thank you text well, I just wanted to say, did you guys notice Drew Locke chasing down the fumble return ball carrier? And the commentator said basically that he couldn't tackle him. It's the, the I just can't believe the bias versus the Teddy Bridgewater play. Oh, dude, don't get me started because, listen to this now, from the very beginning, Kirk Herbst, Kurt Herbstreit, is it Kurt or Kirk? Kirk. Kirk. Right? With a K. Two Ks. Yep. Uh, the derision with which – he spoke about Drew Locke from the <laughs> okay. beginning until the end was palpable. It was like, dude, come on now. And unfortunately, you know, that's kind of the reputation 
whether deserved or not, that he's got right now in the NFL. But I think this game could help kind of reset in some ways. All right, I don't want to go too overboard on this because it's not like he beat the Chiefs to the tune of four tutties and, you know, 350 passing yards. And I mean, he looked good. He was the best player on offense for the Broncos today, just like he was last week and arguably the first game he started uh, two weeks ago. Uh, thank you for that super sticker, Stumi. You the man, big dog. But yeah, the derision, dude. I just, the bias, it just drives me nuts. And maybe that's just the, I don't know, because Drew is a homegrown Bronco, maybe my dander gets up a little bit more when I sense that from someone who's supposed to be, you know, a neutral, arbitrary comment, you know, commentator. Like, come on, dude. This is why he's a college announcer. He needs to stick to college and not jump Word. to the NFL ranks where you can be a little more biased. Not, not at this level. All right. Let me jump down here. We got a very hot and heavy chat tonight. Love seeing everybody. Thank you. Appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, the robot of doom in the hizzy coming from Twitch to super chat. We appreciate you in a skip Bayless voice. I'm not good at impressions, so I'm just going to read it. I hate the chiefs. I hate our coaching staff. I want them gone tonight. This makes me six, a sick hashtag fire, fire, fire them. Zach. That was a Freudian slip on your part, Chad, with the six, because it's the sixth year in a row. The Broncos are not in the playoffs and it's a third under Vic Fangio. It cannot be a fourth. They cannot risk that. George Payton had to watch the game and feel just a, a constant measure of deja vu because every Vic Fangio game, most of them end the exact same with one of the units failing, usually his defense, and it's just the same mistakes that leads to another loss. So they need to clean house, pull the trigger, rip the Band-Aid off, whatever cliche or term you want to use to justify it, that's what Payton has to do. Has to. You got to get rid of that juju. You know, Vic Fangio's teams, they find the hole in the boat. You don't want to find the hole in the boat. I mean, if you look hard enough and long enough, you're going to find that hole in the boat. Vic Fangio coached teams find that hole in the boat. Name me over the last, and I know I'm preaching to the choir right now, guys, but name me one game that the Broncos just had to have since Vic's been here that they got. And you can say, oh, every game is important, you know, that no, I mean like the critical, pivotal, this is going to decide, you know, playoff viability, or this is going to decide division, or, you know, this is going to decide, do we snap the most, as they talked about on the broadcast, an embarrassing, ignominious 12-game now, 13-game losing streak to the Chiefs. The Broncos, under Fangio, they just can't get there. They're going to find a way to lose, not to find a way to win. Zach, real quick, shout out to our supporters and star supporters on Facebook. It is January, the eighth day. We're trying to reach 250,000 stars in this month. When we do, we're going to raffle off yet another Broncos jersey to the winner uh, of their choosing. We're at 14%. Shout out. Appreciate you guys. We're maybe a hair behind, but we're I think we're pretty solidly on schedule if we're going to hit that. And here's the top dogs or those who are going to have the most tickets in the hat for the raffle. Miguel's at the top. The Aviator Shane Daniels. Travis Weber. Andrew Baker. Jermaine Daughtry at five. Doug Raquel. Pete Middleton, Travis Tarbox, Jacob Foster, a newer name on the rankings here anyway, Zach. I mean, even Jermaine, too, also a newer name in the in the rankings like this. And then Michael Ronquillo, Rodney Garcia just outside, Howie freaking day in the freaking house, Colby C. Collier. So shout out to you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, but, yeah, Zach, the time has come to exercise that demon. Get you a coach that when the chips are down, you find a way to win. 
not a way to lose. You know, some of you may know in a past life that I was a Jets fan, so I'm pretty well-versed with the topic I'm about to discuss, but I have never seen a, a team or a coaching staff that snatches defeat from the jaws of victory quite like Denver does. It doesn't matter the opponent, doesn't matter the week, the situation. They have the game right in front of them, but there's always something that happens that contributes to the end result, which is usually defeat. And that something is usually the coaching or the play calling or the highest paid defense in the NFL withering or admittedly the quarterback not being good enough. But it's one of those factors that have all blossomed, so to say, under Vic Fangio. And you can't tolerate it. You can't tolerate incompetency. You can't send the message that 7-10 and 10 is good enough. Seven wins in the Fangio era is good enough. It's so below the Pat Bolin standard. And George Payton doesn't have to be familiar with Pat Bolin or that standard to know that seven wins is not good enough. Fire Vic Fangio and pick the next head coach. You got to do it. Vic, I mean, look, Pat Bolin... Uh, the late, great Pat Bolin would not have suffered. I can promise you, dude, he wouldn't have accepted Fangio back on a third year. You're, we're making a change. Okay, we're going to – John, you're going to step down. Cool, we're hiring a new GM. We're fresh starting this bad boy. We're not going to saddle him with a lame duck that hasn't been able to get it done in back-to-back seasons, sub-500. I mean, Vic Fangio has now presided over a three straight consecutive losing seasons. I don't think – I really don't. Jason, we're going to grab you right here. I don't think Patch uh, Bowen would have suffered that. Real quick, guys, so our Super Chat superstars know what the rankings look like. We're also raffling off a jersey to the top five finishers on Super Chat in the month of January. Right now, the DWI guys, Ethan, leading the pack. He's been leading for like three months now. Uh, Christopher Gaspari right there at two. The Duchess, Michaela, at three. She's always in the top five. Nunzi has cracked in at four. And then Vincent Palowski at five. And you can see a few of the names, Tony D.A. Dub, Paul 800, Sam Bam, Naj, Mile High Kid. So just want to give you guys an update where those standings uh, sit. And here's Jason Walton, a newer name, Zach, that maybe he's participated here and there. But thank you for that super chat. Welcome, Jason. Vic is the cowardly lion. His end of half clock management is literally the worst I have ever seen. Shockingly inept. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. This dude has one of the most elite positions in the world. Only 32 of these gigs exist, and someone gave one, gave it to him, one of them to him? I mean, it's okay to, to go, all right, not okay, but it's understandable to say, hey, we thought he could do it. One year in, losing season, up and down, three different quarterbacks had to start injuries. We got a rookie in at the end. Things are looking good. I understand you stuck with him after year one. After year two, it was just pointing to a bunch of excuses, Zach, like, oh, but the pandemic and new offensive coordinator and all the injuries that we had. Guess what? And this was something you always brought up to me when I would bring that up in defense of who I picked pick the Bronco. You'd say, look, all other 31 teams are rolling with those very same punches and they're finding a way to make hay, those that are anyway. But he can't lean on offensive coordinator because he fired the offensive coordinator. And that should have been our first red flag when it came to Vic Fangio and quarterback evaluation or just Drew Locke evaluation to go four and one with a, a rookie head coach, a rookie a coordinator, rookie quarterback, and then fire him for Pat Shermer. That was a big glaring red flag to me. Um, he, he's just not cut out to do the job. Some guys are better assistants. They're pick. 
Wade Phillips, for example, everyone loves him in Broncos country. That guy is a much better defensive coordinator than he was a head coach. Some guys are just cut out to be number twos, and Vic Fangio is a number two. You can question how good his defense is, but he's not a number one. What are you really trying to say when you equate Vic Fangio to number two? I don't know. My mind just... My, my mother would tell me, Chad, get your That's... mind out of the gutter. Josh, what's good, big right dog? There. He says, what deal did we make with the devil to bring home that third Lombardi trophy? Ask yourself this, Broncos fans. I know what my answer would be, but would you, if given the, the option by this figurative football devil, hey, you can win the Super Bowl in 2015 and get all that sick freaking rad glory of Peyton hanging up his cleats and riding off into the sunset as a world champ, John Elway bringing one home, the iconic this one's for Pat moment. You can have all that, but the price is six straight consecutive years. After that, you're going to miss the playoffs, five of which are going to be losing seasons. Would you take that deal? I mean, I would take a Super Bowl for, I guess, a half decade of mediocrity or whatever, but I shouldn't have to settle for that, Chad. I think the cost of doing business for that title was instead of hiring Kyle Shanahan, you hire Vance Joseph. Instead of hiring Zach Taylor, you hire Vic Fangio. So they had to go through their own mistakes and glaring ones at that. I still posit that the Broncos head coaching uh, whiffs and failures are worse than the Broncos quarterback failures. They could get by with a talent like Locke, for example, if they had better head coaches, but it shouldn't be an and or, you know, it, it should be sustained success, long-term viability. That's the whole name of the game. I'm not talking about a dynasty, for example, but a team that year in and year out, it doesn't complete for the playoffs, at least has a winning record. But when a head coach can't do that three years in a row, maybe we should ask ourselves, is it ever possible? And if we're asking ourselves if one winning season is possible, that in itself is the answer yeah. as to why it's not possible. Peyton Chapman, thank you. Classic. Get our hopes up, then kill us at the end. I know, man. It's almost like Melvin Gordon is like, hey, guys, if I fumble this right now, Give me a look when free agency rolls around because, you know, I've now played on two of the four AFC West teams. This is, I'm joking, right? I'm completely joking. But uh, Joshua Mize, thank you. Appreciate you on Facebook. He says, I was overall impressed with this game. Way to go, Locke. Indeed, Zach. Way to go, Drew Locke. It was about as good. I say about because the only thing you could have, I think more you could have reasonably expected from Drew would be to just get the win. Uh, but it was about as good as it could have been for him. I mean, his numbers, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. This is how Drew's day uh, unfolded. Uh, well, if my browser wants to work, here we go. Uh, he went, did Drew Locke. Of course, we know the two rushing touchdowns. But on the day, he only completed, Zach, 50% of his passes. But you got to remember, what did he start? 0 for 5, 0 for 6. You know, he started cold, and then he got hot. Uh, relatively speaking, but the Broncos had a good ground game going. I mean, Melvin, 110 rush yards on 12 totes. Uh, Pookie, 46 yards on 12 totes, and then Drew himself, 35 yards. So they were efficient. They were in a rhythm. Things were clicking. Drew went through for 162 yards. No passing touchdowns, but he's responsible with his legs for two of those three touchdowns the Broncos put on the board. That's why stats are so deceiving, because you look at Melvin Gordon's stat line, you think to yourself, if you didn't watch the game, you think to yourself, oh, it's a good game by Melvin Gordon. But if you watch the game, that you know that the one mistake he did make arguably cost the Broncos the game. 
There were a couple bright spots. I think Michael Ojemudia played really well at cornerback. The Broncos were playing without Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby. Kyle Fuller was trash as usual. Michael Ojemudia played a, a pretty good game in my opinion. Bradley Chubb, minus the stupid, questionable ticky-tack penalty. I thought he was good in run defense. Um, Baron Browning before his shoulder, he, he was stepping step for step in, in pass coverage. So there were bright spots on the team, but they're all overshadowed by the the, the bruises, the, the marks on the team. And that's the coaching staff and Fangio, namely. Anthony, appreciate you. Appreciate the, the support, my friend. Um, I'm just kind of sifting through here. We, we got to kind of, we're only half an hour in, Zach, but we're going to have to kind of rapid fire to make sure we get to everybody tonight. Uh, Doug Raquel, you the man. He says, stars for MHH and Drew Locke. I hope we keep him and draft another quarterback. Thank you both for a great year. You're a prince, Doug. Yeah, look, here's the thing. And a super chat from R. Eric. Very generous of you, R. Eric. That's another newer name I don't recognize. So welcome and thank you, my friend. Uh, the thing is with Drew is I think if you're going to make it, Drew, like if you're going to keep Drew and have any plausible like plan for him to be your guy, you got to go into the year saying this is our guy. You can't do these open competitions. So what that would mean is you don't draft a quarterback high. And look, you've heard it from MHH draft experts, all right? They've been telling you it's not a great quarterback class. There's a couple of two, three guys that are intriguing, but you got Drew one more year on his rookie deal. So if he's going to be that, the potentially, like if you're the team drawing this up, right? You're all right, what's our game plan going to be in 2022? And Drew is a part of that, even if it's in potentia, just say, no, this is our guy. We're going to go with Drew come hell or high water, like most NFL teams do with their quarterback. And I get it, Drew. You can't really say that he's done enough to earn kind of that benefit of the doubt. But Drew, guys, uh, thank you, Jacob. Appreciate you, big dog. Uh, Drew's one of those guys. Uh, I don't want to compare him to Paxton Lynch in this way because I'm the one, Zach, that always recoils at the notion of don't compare Drew and Paxton. But Paxton was never, even if he had uh, – a few more uh, synapses firing between the years. Young quarterbacks in general, like first and second and third, like on their rookie contracts, but especially year one, two, very rarely are they going to win an open competition in the eyes of a flagellated, under-pressure head coach that's always going to be worried about their job when they're going against a ostensibly savvier veteran that, you know, has the play, but like all of the, mental stuff more mastered so it comes off a little bit smoother you pay the price in that you know the big plays the excitement the dynamism isn't there got him so that's what i'm saying with drew don't do it if you're if drew's gonna be a factor at all uh, outside of being a backup for you in 2022 just commit and say this is our guy we're gonna invest in all this other stuff because we don't think this is the quarterback class and you got time zach to decide whether or not that's the tact you want to take because you're going to, when the season ends, you know, you can go through the process of really seeing if you can land uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Barring that, you're faced with, is it Drew or do we go back to the well in the draft in what is a weak class? And so what I'm saying is if it comes to that, those two Sophie's, that Sophie's choice, I'm saying what you saw today, go with Drew and just commit to him, make it Drew Locke, go all in, invest around him, see how those chips fall you know to your point about how Vic's been Drew's been saddled with Vic it's it's one thing to play for a quarterback that's looking over his shoulder about his job 
it's another thing to play for a head coach that um, is a defensive mind. It's another thing to pay to play for a head coach that admittedly doesn't watch the offense. And then another thing when that head coach publicly detests you and prefers the your alternative in Teddy Bridgewater. I don't. I wouldn't mind if they brought Drew Locke back. He is the only Broncos quarterback under contract for 22, so that's worth noting and really cheap considering his starting experience. I wouldn't mind them doing that, but in that scenario, you have to have a better alternative, a better plan B than Teddy Bridgewater. You, you have to always have that safety net in case the bad Drew Locke comes out or he implodes or doesn't progress as you hoped. So if they want to run it back with Drew and name him the starter, I mean, that's their prerogative, whoever the next head coach of the Broncos is. But just in case it doesn't work out, I don't want to have to rely on another below-average journeyman like a Case Keenum, you know, Joe Flacco, exactly. or a Teddy Bridgewater. You either swing for the fence and connect, and you got Aaron Rodgers here, or Russell Wilson, or just don't go back to that failed, botched philosophy of one middle-of-the-road quarterback away from being a factor. It's just not going to be. You can't – you can, can – You've done it for five years, six years now. Convince yourself of that, thinking that we're so good everywhere else. That's all we need. No, you. It, th- this has only proven the point, Zach, conversely. And thank you, Vince. I'm going to grab you right now. That if you can have all the pieces in place, but if you don't have the quarterback, it's all for naught. When, when the chips are down in the critical moments, you'll come up short. Vincent says, I can't believe that you two have missed the signs. Next year, Locke moves to running back Sutton moves to QB, and Melvin Gordon moves to Minnesota. Yeah, Pat Shermer went into his bag today. At least it wasn't the Philly special on fourth and down from the goal line, Chad. It was a uh, a wide receiver throw with Cortland Sutton, who threw it kind of high, but of course he doesn't get any criticism for that throw. That's reserved for Drew Locke only. Uh, decent play. I wish Shermer didn't wait until week 18 to bring it out, but I'll take it. Didn't Sutton throw a tutty against the Vikings in 2019 that remember the 20 point lead going into half that Fangio's Broncos squandered. I want to say he threw a tutty in that game. If I'm not mistaken, if not, it was a big, no, it was a, it was a, it wasn't a touchdown. It was a big throw downfield to Tim Patrick. Uh, Michaela, the Duchess jumping in. What's going on? Love you. She says, I think drew played excellent. It was Fangio and his defense along with Gordon's fumble. that cost us the game. Go ahead. Just ask yourself real quick, Chad or anybody else. Ask yourself if Teddy Bridgewater would have turned in this exact same stat line, but that included two big rushing touchdowns. How much would the Denver media and the national media and the Broncos fan base focus on those two rushing touchdowns, but not the lack of passing touchdowns? You, they, they've effectively turned Drew Locke into Teddy Bridgewater, but Drew doesn't get the same credit as Teddy Bridgewater. It makes no sense. There's always going to be the double standard. And to the previous point, if he wants to be a starter and the next head coach says we're going a different direction, if I'm Drew Locke, I'm requesting a trade. Even though I'm under contract, doesn't make me the most player-friendly guy to work with, but he has to get his opportunity. If not in Denver, somebody, somewhere else. He's at least earned an opportunity. I think that's fair to say. Well, that's like what Jose said. Thank you for the star, Jose, and then we'll grab Alberto. Drew played well. He will do well. Uh, he w- he will do very well with a change of scenery. Maybe San Fran. This offseason is about to be very exciting with all the turnover. We shall see. But, yes, as we've said on this podcast more times than I could recount, just imagine Drew with coordinator X or offensive-minded coach 
X and uh, the possibilities, especially now that you've seen him kind of give you three games now in a row where you can kind of go, all right, the discernment of knowing how to walk that razor's edge of being the gunslinger when you need to be and protecting the ball. It seems like he's, that's finally kind of dawned on him. Like he's really grasped that. And that was arguably the biggest thing missing. Alberto, thank you, buddy. He says not to be a party pooper, but this was exactly what I wanted. I wanted Drew to have a good game, but I wanted us to lose for the better draft position. Got what you wanted. And I think honestly, guys, as even though as Plum Bob says here, and thank you, buddy, 13 straight, Chiefs own us, makes me sick, is uh, repugnant. It's kind of like, you know, what would you rather have, say, uh, Patrick Sertan or a guy like him, you know, true difference maker, Pro Bowl guy out of the gates, or that meaningless win against the Chiefs? Meaningless in the sense that it did nothing to advance the interests of your season, Right. I would take Sertan because I would say, you know what? We're going to lose this game. You don't try to lose. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm talking about like the fan conversation here. I'd rather lose this game so that we get another Sertan-like guy so that when we face this team the next time in a game that actually matters, we have a better shot to end the streak of ignominy. Yeah, I echo that 100%. And I saw someone in the comments uh who said that Locke threw Fangio and Shermer under the bus in his presser. I went to look for that on Twitter, and I stumbled upon a tweet uh, from Andrew Mason, who asked Fangio, what separates the other teams in the West, the AFC West, from the Broncos? This is what Fangio opened by saying, and this is Uh-oh. just so so Vic Fangio-like. Quote, those other three teams have top-shelf quarterbacks, which is obvious to everybody. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the guy who chose and campaigned and stood by Teddy Bridgewater and ruined whatever progression of a franchise quarterback could have been with Drew Locke. He has no idea what he's doing, and he's making himself look like more of an embarrassment, I think, by the press conference now. Uh, by the way, we uh, received a donation from one of our Twitch members earlier today for whatever reason. It might have been last night. I don't know the exact. Yeah, it was today. Uh, and it was from, real quick, from Matej. Must be from, a, yeah, across the pond. He said, hey, guys, just showing some love from Germany. Let's get J.C. Jackson in free agency and pair him with Sertan. So I just wanted to give uh, Matej a shout-out there. Appreciate you. Uh, here's 727 Mill. Bye, Vic, Pat, Tom, Teddy, Kyle, Melvin. Goodbye. I hope the door hits you on the way out. Y'all make me sick to my stomach. Goodbye. Please. Part of what our job is as your football priests is to help you exercise the demons. And right now there's some demons rampaging Zach through the hearts and minds of Broncos country. And we got to, we got to get them out of there. I love what Garrett Bowles is saying here. I'm just going through the pressers. Uh, he said, it sucks. I'm tired of losing. I think everyone's tired of losing. If that's not an indictment on the Fangio regime, I don't know what is, but Bowles also said, I promise you all it's going to be a lot different next year. Does that mean Garrett Bowles knows something, or Garrett doesn't know anything? Is that his... he's like the last guy that is on the in the know? But you know what? I think it's just an overall like vibe that he has, right? Like they they can feel a sea change coming because you don't survive three losing seasons in the league, dude. You just don't as a head coach. And it'd be one thing if we're talking Mike Shanahan, who you know hoisted two world championships for you and multiple multiple division championships and. You know, you're um, run into a bad stretch, 07, 08, all right, two years in a row, 06, 07, 08, 
And then even though 08, you didn't end sub 500 like you did in six. And uh, actually, I don't remember if they did in six, but you did not, you know, seven. You backed out of what appeared to be a surefire AFC West crown by losing your last three games. And you had the still learning on the job, Alex Smith dead to rights in the season finale, the San Francisco game that everyone remembers that later that night ended in the tragedy of Darren Williams murder. It would be different if it's like that. Like I wouldn't necessarily be as, um, you know, uh, acerbic in my saying, no, dude, you don't survive this fans. You go because fan, because Shanahan had a track record of success. You know, he had a, he bought himself some benefit of the doubt, even though in that moment it didn't serve him. Pat Boland fired him. What has Vic Fangio done as a head coach to make you think after what has happened in the last three years, anything is going to change if you bring him back? Like what a, a, a spirited, good fight against the Chiefs? That That's the argument. And by the way, Thank you, Zachary. And then get this, Zach. Uh, honestly, Fangio, Shermer, McMahon need to go. Give Locke and an OC that actually gives a heck. Mm. And I'm just over these coaches. You know, to Bowles' point, though, to what you were saying as well, nothing is going to change unless they change the head coach. I mean, it's really as simple as that. But to Zachary's comment there, I appreciate you, Z-Dub, as always. This is what Drew Locke said. And this is not a shot at Pat Shermer and Fangio. I don't know what is. Andrew Mason, DNVR, quote, I do feel like if you put me out there, there's not a play you can't run with me. I was waiting for an opportunity to show you guys I can run around, and they gave that opportunity to me today. Week 18. Right. Period. Day late and a dollar short. David Wilder. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, Fangio and company did not pass the test. I think Drew played a good game, made a few throws. Teddy couldn't. He should be back, but I understand he might want to go where he has a chance to start. Hashtag fire Fangio. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Claude Riley says, and thank you, bro. I'd keep Locke on the roster. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If he'd been given the chance this year from the get-go, what might have been? Indeed, Zach, what might have been? Been saying that for almost a calendar year now. What might have been with Drew Locke as a starting quarterback, but we'll never know. Chris Chance is jumping in. Thank you for that super chat, my friend. He says, Chad and Zach, still the best in the business. Oh, you're a sweetie, buddy. Thank you. 
how does coaching look like for next year? And hopefully we have a better season. Uh, well, who are the players, Zach? You know, not everybody is as versed on who the, the, the factors are, who are some of these names, the candidates that could replace Vic. So maybe drop your top five guys that you, that you think would make some sense here to replace Vic. Well, just to be objective, I want to point out that uh, there's multiple reports now indicating Dan Quinn, the Dallas defensive coordinator, is the top contender or candidate to become the next Broncos coach. I don't know if I believe that, but he does have history with George Payton, as does Leslie Frazier. My top five, I'm anyone but Vic now. So ABV for me, Chad. Not alcohol by volume, anyone but Vic. So Nathaniel Hackett, OC of the Packers. Uh, Kellen Moore, OC of the Cowboys, Brian Dayball, OC of the Buffalo Bills, Doug Peterson, who's the former Eagles head coach. There are so Byron Lefwich, the Bucks OC, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs OC, Joe Lombardi, the Chargers OC. Take your pick. I mean, I, at this point, I do not care as long as they're not named Vic Fangio. That's the level of depravity I'm at when it comes to the Broncos. Uh, Aslan, Aslan Hill, thank you. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks. I will be a Drew supporter always. Right on, dude. Right on. Appreciate that. Um, Gilbert jumping in. Thank you, Gilbert. Another newer name. I think most of the super chats we've gotten tonight, Zach, have been names that we don't see on the night tonight. Welcome. So love seeing everybody. You say you have seen the floor with a Vic team, but I beg to differ. With this roster and talent, I feel like his floor is... I feel like this is his floor and shows that he can't win with a top 10 quality roster. I'm not, that kind of doesn't make sense. So I'm just going to skip to the second half. I feel like his floor, this is his floor and it shows that he can't win with a top 10 quality roster. Okay. Um, his floor is just losing seasons. We already know that. And I think it's probably his ceiling too. That's the problem. Right. His floor and his ceiling are two dat gum close together and they're way lower than what the standard ought to be. In the Mile High City. Thank you, Groove twenty six and uh, two six nine. Thank you. The floor is the roof. You know, quote to, word to MJ. It, he, that this is his ceiling. That's what I was saying earlier. His ceiling, as he's proven in three years as the Broncos coach, is seven wins. Whether it's an 18, 18 week schedule or seventeen week schedule, that's what Vic Fangio brings to the table. They will never get over the hump to uh, plus record or a playoff berth with Vic Fangio under the main headset. It's as simple as that. Indubitably. Thank you, Steve. We feel you, big dog. Um, all right, let me jump down here, see where we is, Aslan. Aaron Johnson, what's up, buddy? Thank you for the stars, he says. And uh, by the way, some uh, big dog stars. Thank you for that generosity. He says, does Aaron, although this is the end of another disappointing season, I'm excited for the future. Thank you, MHH, for being the voice of the fans. Go Broncos. Yeah, I like that. Might, I might make that a T-shirt or something or a, a sticker. The MHH, the voice of the fans. That's rad. Thank you, Aaron. That's a pretty big compliment, so I appreciate you, Aaron. And we'll always give it to you straight. And in the times that, let's say, Drew Locke hasn't played well, we're the first ones to say he doesn't deserve an opportunity or he's playing bad, but you got to call it like you see it. And they can just do way more things with a Drew Locke-led offense, and it's sad that this was the final glimpse we get, and now we have to wait another nine months before real Broncos football. Timmy Shields, appreciate you. I live in California for the past 11 years. I have paid for NFL tickets every year to watch the Broncos. If Fangio's not fired, I will not do it next year. Mm, mm. How many no-shows today? I missed that. I don't, I don't like even know. It's like 14 and change. Ooh. 
Ah, yeah. Yeah. Change is coming, y'all. It's coming. Lou says, and thank you, Lou. Melvin freaking Gordon. Yep. Claude says, what type of hit do you think our defense will take with Vic gone? Entirely dependent, the answer there, Claude, on who comes in to basically take over the defense. You know, who that – if it's a Dan Quinn as head coach, uh, if it's a – let's just say Doug Peterson and who he hires as defensive coordinator is going to be dependent on that. But you got to be bullish on it because there is a lot of talent still. They need to upgrade a few spots, including edge rusher. Uh, say goodbye to Kareem Jackson bolster that cornerback room, give, give someone behind Sertan, uh, Darby. And that's another thing about today. It's crazy. They were this competitive without Darby and Sertan. Uh, but just a couple little tweaks on the defense and you're loaded for bear on this hunt. You need, uh, the biggest focus Zach has to be offense and, and just changing culture offense and getting the quarterback, right. And the whole getting the quarterback, right. Thing issue might be solved if you take care of the first two, which is culture and getting the, the, the head coach higher right. And then we'll grab Corey. I think if they move on from Vic, by, and by the way, he's not taking a demotion. I, we have to address this for the umpteenth time. He's not coming back as DC. I would maybe look to retain someone under his current staff or someone on Brandon Staley's staff who knows Vic's Fangio system almost you know uh, identically. But the next defensive coordinator, I'm looking for turnovers. Sacks, impact plays, clutch plays. I'm looking for that from a defense that has Draymond Jones, Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan. You know, I can go on and on and on and on. I don't think that Fangio ever got as much juice out of the squeeze as he should should have gotten with this defense. You can argue they have four starting caliber cornerbacks on their roster, and they're not forcing more interceptions. They rank like 19th and 23rd in takeaways and sacks. That's unacceptable when you devote that many resources, money, and draft picks, and a head coach, by the way, into that side of the ball. So the next DC, I just want to see some impact game-changing plays and help out the offense. Corey H., thank you, bro. Very generous of you. It means a lot to us. I hope you know that. Both starting corners out and a starting safety, but everyone expects Fangio is still going to win against the Chiefs. I disagree with firing Fangio. If we have Russ or Aaron Rodgers, Watson, or even Matt Ryan, this team would have won 13 games this year. He didn't beat Kansas City when he had those players on the field. It was worse, in fact. He, he's never beaten them in, in three years. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to sound as if there are no redeeming qualities about Bick. I mean, even the uh, television broadcast today did a good job to kind of illustrate just the statistical weirdness of having these losing seasons. And yet you're, you know, like today or this year, top three scoring defense and you're a losing ball club like this. It, weird, but still, hey, tip your cap to him. Say, good job. You're a bend. Don't break. Problem for Vic defensively is, as Zach just mentioned, all right, we can take away team management, clock management, situational, you know, competency, all that stuff, hiring correctly, all those things. Just put it to the side for a second. Vic Fangio's defenses come up small in the clutch. And by the clutch, it can be critical game moments in the game, Zach, critical games on the schedule where you just got to have it. They don't show. And it's not just a, you know, once in a blue moon. It's literally every single time. Got to yank him. 
you kind of reverse engineered the point I was going to make, Chad. Corey's comment there kind of implies Fangio to be just a defensive coordinator. He's not just a defensive coordinator. So you can make the case that his defense is losing games or not winning games, but it's also his sideline mismanagement, his clock mismanagement, never knowing how to be an opposing coach in situational football, not knowing to call a timeout when the clock's running down, end of the first half, and your offense is on the move. You don't call a timeout there. Uh, you you kick a field goal and make it a, a touchdown game in the fourth quarter. Those are things that go beyond defense. And he wants to be a defensive coordinator, fine. But he's not just that in Denver. He's the head coach, and he should not be for much longer. He won't be. Eduardo Roosevelt Sims in the house. Love it. Even going back to preseason, I thought the offense looked way more explosive with Drew than Teddy. Biased coaching all season. Hashtag by Vic. I mean, go to the preseason as you are now here, Eduardo, and look at the two games each quarterback started while it was still being billed anyways an open competition. In retrospect, I don't believe it ever was an open competition. I believe it was Teddy. You're going to be the guy. Just please don't screw it up and give us bad PR optics so that it can make sense, at least on the surface in media. We can kind of sell it. But, Zach, if you look at those two starts, of course, Drew Locke got the first snap of training camp or OTAs or whatever, and then he got the first start in the preseason. Both quarterbacks had productive days at the office. Which quarterback orchestrated the more explosive offense on those two given days? It was Drew. He gives you that chance. You know, Teddy's the nickel-dime guy. He's going to take what the defense gives. You know, he's going to kind of play it a little bit closer to the vest. The the upside to his style of play is he's going to protect the ball and, and, you know, not put you in maybe as many precarious situations. But the downside is you're going to be capped. You're going to be limited, whereas Drew gives you the, the shot to not be limited. Not You're going to have some explosiveness. But you're also going to come with some still learning on the job stuff, you know, not as much experience, not as much maybe um, intellectual command of the playbook because of inexperience and all that stuff. They chose the the they aired on the side of the guy with the higher floor instead of the higher ceiling. And this is how the price gets paid. This is how it comes out in the wash losing season. You got fired, Vic, because you you coached not to lose. Never works out, ever. Yeah, I think the quarterback competition was always tilted in Teddy's favor, but what threw a, a kink in the Broncos' plans was how good Locke did look in preseason. Yep. The very first game against the Minnesota Vikings, he throws a bomb touchdown to K.J. Hamler. That's not a, a, a play that Teddy Bridgewater was making. So they had to still justify that it was even Steven, but always thinking in the back of their minds, there's no way, Drew, that you're going to win this. We're going with Teddy no matter what you do. And that's not a way to inspire confidence in your quarterback or your team or your offense. And to think a guy whose previous career high for touchdowns, not a first-year player or a second-year player, by the way, a true veteran in Teddy Bridgewater, what was it, 15 or 16 for his career before this year? You're going to hitch your wagon to that kind of quarterback and not go with the more upside guy who threw a touchdown pass in his very first preseason game? It was always going to be Teddy as long as Vic Fangio was calling the shots. And, and, and having Pat Shermer, having that collusion between head coach and offensive coordinator, it was an unwinnable situation, literally, for Drew Locke. Yeah, Teddy's career high in TDs going into this season was 15. Uh, Tony D.A. Dub, love you, buddy. Thank you. On that fumble, uh, 
two down, had one-on-one to lock left. Why? I point that out. It's clear the coaching has handcuffed him. The box was stacked with a blitz showing and, and still ran Drew in rookie uh, ran Drew in rookie year first game would throw it up jump ball to fourteen yeah so yes very clear now here's the thing though and I I just want you to think about this it could have been on Drew that he didn't audible out of that we don't know how much liberty he has via the coaches to audible at the line but yeah if that was Peyton Manning Tony you bet your ass audible. And even if it wasn't an audible to a pass, it would have been audible away from the numbers, right? Away from where the Chiefs were heavy on the line of scrimmage. So, unfortunately, because we're not in the huddle and we don't know the inner workings, no one does on this front, of how much leeway the coaches give Drew. But you know what, Zach? If you're a coaching staff and you're playing a quarterback, even if it's your number two, and that you have not given that quarterback the green light to audible when you see something at the line, then you deserve to freaking hang. I mean, you deserve the outcome and the fate that awaits. Drew can't win, Kenny. I mean, when he plays his own brand of football, that's bad. And when he plays Teddy Bridgewater ball, that's bad too. They've made him into that conservative passer. He has his tendencies and his moments where he goes downfield and shows his arm talent or his rushing ability. But I see a lot more check downs in Drew Locke's game than I ever saw previously because they've coached that into him. Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. I mean, he took a, a big sack at, in, in one play rather than throwing the ball away or risking it. It's commendable, but it's also... Um, glaring how much they've coached that into him. It works both ways. You have a type of quarterback that's the opposite of Teddy. You can't expect Teddy-like results. And even when you get them, it's still not good enough. That's the biggest thing. And that's why, to this day, I still wonder, you know, is it not better for Drew to just go somewhere else and get another start? Because 100%. Cursed, hashtag. Shane Daniels, the aviator. Another Melvin fumble in a critical sitch to put the icing on the cake. Locke played great, considering... Fangio going for a field goal was chicken crap move. Hope he's gone tomorrow. Thanks for a great season of podcast. You're awesome, bro. Uh, Doug Hanager, thank you for that very generous super chat, my friend. What are you rocking in that profile pick? It looks like an MHH shirt, but you're kind of way off in the distance, like Peyton Manning riding off into the sunset. I can't quite make it out, but looks like MHH swag. He says, such a disappointing loss, but a fitting end to a terrible era in Broncos football. On to the next season. Drew, uh, I thought Drew played decent. Melvin's poor ball security lost us the game. Hashtag football priest. You know, Melvin deserves, and by the way, Zach, we're coming up on the hour, and we're about 20 minutes behind on Super, so we got a rapid fire. But, yes, Melvin, you got to secure that. But at the same time, dude got hit as he's freaking getting the handoff so it's like in my heart of hearts i have a little bit of a hard time like totally crucifying melvin for that one just because you know who missed that guy and they they tell broadcast they did a good job of illustrating how that ball got dropped in terms of you know the, the blocking I mean, do you think Derrick Henry is fumbling that football there, or Nick Chubb? I mean, you're being paid as an $8 million running back. Don't fumble the ball. You have one job on that play. Don't fumble it. And it's not a one-time thing or a two-time thing. This is a continuing issue with Melvin Gordon. When you're being paid that much, you expect to be performing to a certain level. And I don't care about the missed block. Hold on to the ball. It's really as simple as that. It, 
Once again, if a player like Locke, for example, gets killed for his turnovers, that criticism in a crucial moment should go both ways for any player, whether it's Javante, Melvin, any player on either side of the ball. Can't happen. Can't happen in that situation. By the way, Jacob Foster going off on stars, dude. Shout out to you, my friend. Uh, Mr. Ranch, Locke handled the past three games with confidence and poise. Today's game showed Denver's problems far outweigh a good QB. Hashtag go Broncos. I am Supreme 22 says Broncos are gonna Bronco because Broncos bloody Monday could be bloody Sunday. It could be you too in the house right now. Scott's going like this, not in his head. Cause he's old like me Sunday, bloody Sunday. He, I just saw him seeing the word. I saw his mouth seeing the lyrics. I know this. It could be that for your Denver Broncos Sunday, bloody Sunday. Why wait till Monday? I mean, the tradition is Monday because the last game of the season is on a Sunday. But, Zach, it could well be Sunday uh, that the decision is made. However, most GMs, most front offices, they kind of – it's banker hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll probably not want to come in and deal with the press conference and everything until Monday. So, I'm not expecting any kind of announcement yeah. to come till probably Monday morning. We'll get some rumors, which will be up on the website as they come out, but I expect George Payton to take his time to an extent, take tomorrow, evaluate, think it over. You know, remember when the VJ decision was coming down both years, Elway took it down to the very wire on Monday. We were always waiting and he wanted to sleep on it and think about it. That could be the case for Payton too. So my gut tells me we're not going to hear anything tomorrow, but by Monday afternoon latest, we'll know one way or the other. Shout out to Drew Love. Thank you for those stars, my friend. And we're going to grab Westside Philly here. But Diamond Rattler reporting for us since we're live. Big Fangio on Drew Locke. I thought he played his best game. Hold the phone. Westside Philly says, I'm taking it easy on Melvin about that fumble. That was the fourth time they had a jailbreak at that exact place on the line. And Pat Shermer did not address it, Zach. It's a fair point. That's what I was going to say before I talked about Melvin's contract and his propensity to cough up the ball. Every running play the Broncos have, something we talked about before, Chad, whether it's Javante, Melvin, Mike Boone, whoever, it's always up the gut. It's a fullback dive right up the, there's no creativity. Of course, that's a Pat Shermer problem. Maybe in that scenario, you do a little flip out, a little toss, a counter, something different, but it was the same up the middle running play, and Kansas City smartly uh, keyed in on that. By the way, shout out Mark Lindemood at 609 on Facebook. I can't read that, but... You just made me chortle inwardly. Travis Weber, here's to hoping a new head coach and possible new owners. Appreciate the support, my friend. Tony John Davis win. Is it win? I think it's win. Looking forward to an awesome offseason. Chad and Zach's free agency and draft podcast coming soon. Yes, sir. And, you know, we're always going to, now that the season's over, Zach and I will have a lot more time to uh, get wiser to the 2022 draft class. But as always, we're going to lean on the guys who it's their area of expertise, you know, Eric trickle, Nick Kendall, even Scott Kennedy, much more versed on uh, the draft class year in year out uh, than Zach and I, just because we have to be so narrow focused on the news cycle day to day. Jeremy. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, Rodney Garcia. I'm done with Fangio Shermer and the McMahon era. What was crazy was you could hear the fans boo the team. I'm sorry, but Denver needs to clean house. Keep her rolling. Let's keep her rolling. Uh, Devin Taylor. Thank you, buddy. Let me start by saying thanks to everyone at MHH. I appreciate the work you do. Thank you, bro. And yes, I'm already looking forward to next year. Denver Broncos for life. Hash 
hashtag clean house. It's coming, guys. That house getting clean. Call the uh, maid service. It's happening. Z Reeves, what's up, buddy? Who was the tight end who missed the assignment on the Melvin fumble? Much love from Iowa. Um, I'm trying to remember the look. It, basically, uh, it was, wasn't was it kind of a miscue between Fant and Alberto? I think it was Alberto, right? yeah. Because they butchered his name once again for the 18th week in a row. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was one. It was, it was, I think it was Alberto. Uh, Justin Gordon, symbolic super chat. Loved seeing the sevens, baby. He says, fun game, sad loss. Got me excited again to now be at the end of the season. Who is your dream 2022 head coach, OC, DC, and quarterback that should be available? Here's the dream to me. All right, here's my dream real quick. Uh, head coach, go and get me. Uh, dude, I just had the brain for it. Green Bay Packers, what's his name? Hackett. Thank you, Nathaniel you're, Hackett. You're going to take my scenario. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't care at that point really so much who they hire as the defensive coordinator because yeah. you got Aaron Rodgers, big dog. That, that'd be my dream. But, you know, sometimes dreams come true. We got to keep things in the realm of the possible. It's still possible, but, you know, just don't get your hopes up. I'll tack on Mike Zimmer as the DC in that Ooh, scenario. There you go. That Thank would you. be the cherry on top. Well done. Raj, on the drive where they eventually kicked at, uh, the field goal at the end, Broncos had second and nine at the 13 and passed and then passed on third down. Wouldn't it have been better to run? Uh, it just depends, man. It depends on what the look was. I don't remember right off the top of my head what the look was on that second down. But, yeah, in a perfect world, you try and make that third down much more manageable, right, by uh, handing it to one of maybe not Melvin at that point, uh, but Pookie. I mean, you can start to see it now that he's got a full season of game film on him. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Opponents have a hesitancy to take on Javante Williams. Like he lays the wood. Like if you're going to come at him, it's like Stringer Bell from the wire. Come at the king, you best not miss. And they miss Zach. I, I wish Javante wouldn't bust his runs outside so much. I wish he would stay north and south. But that's a whole other point. Um, 
on that series you're talking about, though, I don't recall the play, but I will say this about Locke as a criticism. He threw a pass into traffic that was nearly picked off. He had Jerry Judy open on a post route, I think. It would have been a touchdown. So you you can wonder why they didn't call this play or that play, but there's always a two-word answer for these kind of questions, and that's Pat Shermer. Um, Four words, charge it to – no, five. Charge it to the game. Dennis Wood, sorry guys, but it's not fair to pin the fumble on Gordon. He was hit as he was getting the ball. Blame the guys who were supposed to block Ingram. I'm with you on that part way. I mean, it's kind of like when someone tries to tell you their problems in their relationship. My thought always is, okay, that's your side, but it takes two to tango. I wonder what their uh, perspective is. Uh, Doug Raquel, thanks, Drew, for your effort to improve. Well said, my friend. Uh, We've got here Rock Chalk Broncos. With nearly 15,000 no-shows today, Broncos country sent a message. They are sick of losing. Hashtag clean house. Yes, they did. And, Zach, I do think that that's going to be a message not lost on George Payton. And even if it is semi-lost on George Payton because he's a football guy, the business dudes that are higher than him on the the pecking order certainly aren't going to miss that message. Well, Dennis, answer me this, okay? If Drew Locke was blindsided on a jailbreak blitz and he coughed up the football, would you still say it wasn't his fault? Or does that only apply to someone? Ooh, like dang, dude. Dang. I'm done with the double standards. I, I really am done with the hypocrisy. It's so rampant and so in your face, and I'm going to push back against it. No but more Mr. Nice de- guy. But, Dennis, we're not calling you a hypocrite, all right? That's not what we're saying. We're just saying think of, think of the big picture. Swag Nation, we're going to sign Cousins. Locke is going – by the way, you had that article that went freaking ape crap on Kirk Cousins and someone saying, look, he's going to follow George Payton to Denver. Uh, if we get time, we should maybe talk about that, but we're already seven minutes after. We're going to sign Cousins. Locke's going to go to Minnesota. And Teddy, back to the Saints. Watch. Believe Cousins can get it done as a two-time Pro Bowler, Zach. You can't sign him. He's under contract. You'd have to trade for him. That's number one. He has a – I think it was a $45 million salary cap number for 2022. That's a Miss little me, prohibitive. Dude. Miss me. I would pay that for Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't pay that for yeah. Kirk Cousins. So on top of a first-round draft pick plus to acquire his services, I can see Teddy going back to the Saints. I don't really see uh, Peyton in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, if there even are any. Jordan Fulmer says, I'm going to leave now, but let's not jump to quarterbacks. Let's – but let's not jump to QBs. Let's hit the O-line. Let's give a quarterback more than 9, 0.9 seconds to get the ball out. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's another big uh, bummer of this season. Uh, and people say, you know, how dare you question Mike Munchak? But it's like, dude, he's, his one, like, skin on the wall since he's been a Bronco coach is Garrett Bowles' 2020 campaign. Props for that. But as a collective, the Broncos' offensive line has been – just this side of trash most of the year. James says, and thank you, James Legro. Jim Harbaugh is available, but he built a horrible, uh, he built a horrible Alex Smith into an elite Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. I don't know about elite, but I think he could be the guy to tap into Locke's talent, Zach. Um, well, he's under contract with Michigan. I think that's a ploy um, to get more money out of Michigan, and I, I don't think that he's the right guy for the job. He overworks his staff and his players, and. After someone as curmudgeon as Vic Fangio has been, I don't think that going with that type of persona is beneficial to Denver. So miss me on Jim Harbaugh. 
Jonathan Figueroa, appreciate you, bro. I thought Drew played good these last three games. Showed we probably should have, we probably would have had a better record had he started the season. Here's to a better coaching staff and record in 22. Noah Thornberry, and absolutely, by the way, Jonathan. Noah says, Drew showed heart and improvement, but he still gets blamed for everything and everyone around him who are incompetent. Yes, indeed. That's a theme here of the Huddle Up podcast. Blame, hashtag blame Drew. Jeff Hines, Fangio's trash and his defensive mind is trash and outdated. We need a coaching staff that can and will adapt and evolve throughout the season. We need offensive-minded head coach. Defensive-minded head coaches have a complete failure, have been a complete failure for six years. Uh, five years. Five years. But I feel you because Kub was the guy in 16, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. ABV, guys. Hashtag AB, ABV. Anyone but Vic Fangio. Look at the ticker. Look at the ticker, boys and girls. <laughs> there we go. ABV. Make it a thing until Black Monday rolls around. But, you know, I, I'm not even – I'm saying that not so jokingly. You've got to get an offensive guy in the building. You tried with one defensive guy, a young up-and-comer. You tried with another, and a veteran who's been around the game for decades. That's not the way the NFL is trending. And you kind of have to go with the tide, so to speak, in the NFL. And that tide is offensive. Or else you're going to be left in the dust. And if you're going to go against the grain, that better be a gamble um, that pays off in terms of, you know, some kind of vision that you saw something no one else did out there. And how often does that happen in the league? D-Dub, what's up, dude? Thank you for that very generous super chat. One of our favorite members of this community. In fact, I was just asked by a family member uh, earlier this week. Hey, who's that man? I know who your podcast partner is. That's Zach, right? I'm like, yep, Zach. Who's that guy in your Facebook profile pic? I said, oh, that's the legend, D-Dub. That's Dale at the stadium when we did the meet and greet. Oh, so yeah, he's a big member of our community and this and that. I was singing your praises, big dog. He says, glad to make a live one. With this roster, there is no excuse. The one light I see going into the offseason is our new GM. It takes a lot to bring a team together to win a championship. We have picks and salary cap space. Let's hope George Payton has a good off season. That's the key. And, you know, based on what we've seen from George Payton, his talent evaluation and his roster building process, I'm encouraged. I mean, I think he's the lone bright spot to come out of this season for Denver. So at least give him one opportunity to pick his own groceries. Just one. Wyatt. Thank you, buddy. Only 50% completion for Drew, but how many drop passes that hit receivers in the hands? Yes, indeed. You know, you're going to get one or two probably per game. You know, even the best cues in the league that just put her right on the money every time. You're probably going to at least one drop. So, you know, Drew probably deserved to be somewhere between like 55 and 58% completion. His The way he started the game, hard to recover from that. You know, Judy should have caught that pass. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That Definitely not excusing the receivers, just saying that, you know, when you start that much in a hole – as far as as your you know as a passer completing, it's going to take some uh, strides to bridge the gap. Fernando Fangio publicly showed his disdain for Locke. What did Locke do? Nothing. He kept working. Nothing. He kept working and didn't complain. The kid deserves another chance. I really do think that today's performance by Drew Locke, Zach, uh, doesn't mean you throw out the window trying to go out and get an Aaron or a Russell Wilson or someone like that. I think that should definitely be the first thing you explore in the offseason. But if you swing and miss on that or if the Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers collectively come to their senses and say, of course, we're not getting rid of our franchise quarterbacks and ending up in your situation, Denver Broncos, 
thanks, but no, then Drew might be your best option for 2022. And if that's the case that Drew's going to factor in, don't spend a high round pick on a quarterback in this class and just commit to him and make him your guy. And Plum Bob's that crazy to think I was 14 when we last beat Kansas City. I'm 20 now. Yeah, that reminds me. The GIF on Twitter, it's been 84 years with the older woman. That's exactly mm-hmm. what the Broncos' losing streak is against um, Kansas City. But what did Drew Locke do to piss off Vic Fangio? I don't know. He listened to Young Jeezy once and rapped the song. I mean, it just seems like he never got along with him. We don't really know. It seems like it's personal, even more so than professional. I don't think that Vic even likes Drew as a person. It's my speculation, but based on the comments he's made, how could you think otherwise? Uh, Olio on Twitch says, I'm sorry for bringing this up, but Deshaun Watson, is it a thing? No. And we don't have time to go into too much explanation on why it's not a thing, but until he's got a completely clean legal bill of health, he's toxic. Nico Jensen, honestly, if we swap cues this game, Kansas City still wins. Think about that. Thanks for the pod from Utah. I'm not sure about that, dude, but um, point taken. Jermaine, we played better than I thought. If it wasn't for the fumble, Pretty sure we win. Oh, the Broncos were cruising for a win there, dude. Like it was, this was the death knell. This, that drive was going to be the fatal blow for the Chiefs and the, the streak gets snapped. And, you know, Broncos end up picking in the high teens or low mid teens. But alas, the fumble did happen. Robert says, I love watching the Broncos when Drew is playing. Such a different game when he's playing compared to Teddy. So exciting. Love from Nevada, Zach. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know about cruising to a victory, though, um, because every time the Broncos would score on offense, it seemed like the defense gave it right back to Kansas City. They didn't stop them. They gave up a touchdown drive. Couldn't get the ball back once again for the second week in a row. So it was a good look, I think, in, in certain spurts for the offense, but the defense was just as underwhelming as they've been in recent weeks. Shane says, I have a feeling we'll hear tomorrow that Fangio has been let go with a presser Monday by Peyton laying out the vision of the future he has for us. Could be, buddy. Uh, Chris Jordan, thank you, buddy. Uh, Another newer name. When can I get a let him hate shirt? Uh, Or where can I? HuddleUpPod.com. Missouri native here. Go Broncos and Mizzou. (laughs) Screw Fangio and Pat Shermer. Yeah, here you go, bro. And see what's he's excited to see uh, what unfolds next year. Best cast here, boys. Very dope. Appreciate that. But yeah, huddleuppod.com. Go get your swag on. Uh, Savage Boy Kev, I'm just going to read it real quick. Vic Fangio's answer to what separates the Broncos. Yes, indeed. He never uh, – Fangio – hold on. Those other teams have top-shelf quarterbacks, which is obvious to everybody. Fangio never liked Teddy. You mean, I think you meant Drew, right? Is that what you meant? Uh, Frederick says, I thought the message was nothing to lose. Then go for it with the game on the line. <laughs> Shake true. my head. Fire, fire, fire. Love you guys. Aloha That's from true. Hawaii. Dude, it's rad how many members of this community are in Hawaii. It's just unbelievable. From Dale to Frederick and more, it's rad. That's such a good point, though, because he preaches nothing to lose, by the way, after the Broncos were officially eliminated from playoff contention. And then plays not to lose the following game. I mean, he's just a a walking embarrassment, I think, as an NFL head coach, honestly. Jacob, what separates Broncos from the rest of the West? Coaching, coaching, coaching. Get your T-shirt at huddleuppod.com, baby. Eric, appreciate you. All them empty blue seats, time for change. Yes, indeed. Um, All right, let's see here. I'm not sure. I'm at like 635, so we are quite behind. Uh, here is Josh. Season's over. All eyes on Peyton now. Yes, indeed. Lou, 
go get Russ Wilson and an offensive-minded coach. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if the if if oh Charlie, thank you, bro. Uh, appreciate the support. We'll see if the Bronco if if the stars align for that. I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume that Peyton's going to explore it. Clado Tornado, hey guys, just came to the show. I uh, just came to show my support. Got a little. Got a little get-together I'm late for. You guys have a great night. You too, bro. Appreciate you. George, I have heard that several people on ESPN uh, that we might keep Vic because he's liked by the players. Uh, thanks for your invite, guys. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's, the television broadcast tonight talked about this is clear evidence that this team plays hard for Vic and they haven't given up. I beg to differ, man. Again, look no further than any time the chips have been down, the Broncos need it now. They don't fight hard for their coach. They don't come through. Uh, uh, Vam CK, Drew needs an actual OC and a very good coach, and we should prioritize that uh, or prioritize either a right tackle or edge rusher. Go MHH and Denver Bronx for live. Hey, welcome, by the way, too, Vam. You're another newer name. But, yes, edge, tackle, definitely, definitely two huge needs for this team. EJ, wow, thanks, bro. Today proved Fangio's incompetence. It started when he said Von Miller wasn't elite day one and was further proved today that he only plays players he likes not the most talented players i don't think he said that by the way buddy he didn't say vaughn wasn't elite he just said i think vaughn can be even better than he's been under my guidance of course you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that happens eric weber thanks for helping us through another season tough one priests peyton has us on the right track and if he can find more gems solid pieces and make hires for head coach at oc and get us that big QB one from your lips to God's ears, uh, God's ears, my friend, for real. Um, okay, we're at one twenty. We got to seriously wrap before. I just got to read a few real quick here, Zach. I've listened to you all since last year. Time to show some love, Joshua. That's so rad, dude. Thank you. It does make a difference. All right, it helps keep the lights on here. Uh, really does. We are. I mean, we have sponsors, as you guys know. We're kicking off a new sponsor next week, for example. Um, but I don't think any of our competitors in the space can, with a straight face, say that their entire podcast programming and platform is fan-funded like ours is. So love you guys. We don't take that for granted. It means the world to us. Dave Glassman, that should nail the coffin shut on Fangio. Played hard, not quite enough. Gordon fumbling again when it mattered most. Uh, one year in 10 weeks. One year in. 10 weeks. I'm not sure, Zach, syntax on that last, on the parentheses. Well, something is like the one year anniversary in 10 weeks. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, Fill us sure. in, Dave. Uh, Colby, you to man. Thank you, bro. Uh, David says, I just want a head coach that knows they can use their timeouts. <laughs> uh, Keisho Guki, let's learn lessons from the entire Elway era. Go offensive mind with Drew and a quarterback for the future. No more DCs head coach keep on building the team mhh forever love you bro thank you um yes indeed time to uh get with the nfl groove right go offense here rado kyle rado rado kyle please tell me dan quinn ain't it we need an offensive coach with juice who do you guys like for a new head coach i i hopefully by now you've heard it but you might have popped in a lot of times zach they pop in three quarters of the way in or half the way so, you know, we like Doug Peterson as a – if you're going to look at retread, I like Doug Peterson as an option. But Kellen Moore, Dallas, um, I like – I want to explore Kevin O'Connell, all right, with the L.A. Rams. There's a, Brian Dayball. There's a whole slew 
of names out there that I love. The great Nathaniel Hackett, uh, etc. I think his name is Kyle Rado, though. So that's kind of cool, that user backwards. So um, I think Nathaniel Hackett right now is my number one guy. I was a big Kellen Moore truther, but he's kind of fallen a few pegs for me. I'd be so happy, even if you don't get Aaron Rodgers. This is what I, my point I've been trying to say. If you hire someone like Greg Roman, Brian Dayball, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Byron Leftwich, Eric, Eric Bieniemy, if even if you don't land a big fish quarterback, you'd feel confident in them developing a rookie quarterback. So, again, ABV, anyone but Vic. Yes, indeed. And Teddy was coaching Drew on the sideline. I think Teddy could be a good coach someday. Ren 99. Thank you, bro. At this point, season's over. Fanjo has to go, but Locke played well. All three starts. What do you do with him? Do you keep him as a backup, go Rodgers or whoever, and have him develop more to start in the future or let him go? As I mentioned earlier, my take here, Zach, is you go for Aaron, and everything else is dependent on that. If you don't get Aaron Rodgers and or or not and or or Russell Wilson, uh, then I would tell you your better your best option is probably Drew for 2022, just because the class. Like I don't really. There's no one I see in this class that I think day one is an upgrade over Drew Locke, at least for 2022. But if they do acquire Rodgers and he's uh, of course the understood quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if Locke demands a trade out of Denver. He he wants an opportunity, and it's it's his right, I guess, to explore that if the Broncos are willing to play ball. We are 23 minutes past our uh, shelf life on the show, but it is the last gut reaction of the 2021 football season. So we're rolling with it because you guys are in the zone with us, but we do really got a rapid fire. Aaron Lynch, big A, little a, R-O-N, love you. Work schedule hasn't let me join in as often as I used to, but I miss the heck out of you fellas. We miss you too, bro. Excited to have another Peyton draft class enter the Mile High City. Cheers, boys. Yes, indeed, dude. It's going to be exciting to see what new faces because you got to trust up to this point what we've seen from Peyton's drafting acumen. Uh, it's going to be good. Tony says, sorry, stupid voice to text. Go Broncos on the, the uh, previous Super Chat. No worries, bro. Anthony, Zach makes so much sense. Preach it. Coaching, Preach coaching, it. coaching. Yes, sir. Um, okay, uh, Tony, again, my point was coaching ruined Drew from his rookie season. Gotcha. Keep up the great work. Yeah, if you look at the way he was managed by Rich Gangarello and T.C. McCartney relative to the last two years, it's the the, the chasm, the gap between the two is palpable. Uh, Jacob Foster's throwing down stars. Love it, dude. Um, okay, let me see here. I want to make sure we don't leave anyone hanging. I'm just cruising through. We got to bounce, though, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but tomorrow's Sunday, so we'll be back tomorrow. It's all good. Uh, aftermath on a Sunday. That's kind of weird, Zach, but we will I, be back. I just love the ticker. I see scrolling ABV, anyone but Vic. I, I love it. Um, are we good, Scott? I think we might be. Okay, guys. That's got to do it. Zach, if you want to do the rundown, I'll pull up yes, Facebook, sir. but much love to each and every one of you. Thank you for a great conversation. And, you know, guys, it was the last. I don't know why I can't get my, my cursor to hang on. It was the last Huddle Up Pod of the season. We want to thank you guys, or the gut reaction of the season. We want to thank you guys for tuning in with us. It's always emotional. It's always uh, hectic a little bit. People have divisive opinions, difference of opinions, but I love the discourse. And if everyone agreed, it wouldn't be fun. So I want to just give a shout-out to everyone tuning in over the course of the year. But that was it for tonight's episode. In the meantime, until we see you guys tomorrow, 
Same time, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at MileHighHuddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. And if you haven't, if you want a Let Him Hate shirt, coaching, coaching, coaching shirt, MHH shirt like Chad's wearing, football priest hat, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag right now, right this second. All good stuff. Supports the cause. We appreciate everyone who's patronized our store. Uh, Facebook.com slash MileHuddle. Hit that big blue button. We had a final in-season episode of Kelberman's Corner halftime stream earlier today. We have Broncos Book Club and Trickle Zone each and every week. It's five bucks a month, worth every penny. I promise you that. Facebook.com slash MileHuddle. And Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every month. But if you can't do those things, we ask these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video. And every video you see on the MHA channel helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Appreciate you guys. And the, here's how you finished on Facebook for the Stars goal. This is just for today. Jacob Foster at the top. Aaron Johnson, Joshua Mize, Jermaine, Doug, Jeff, Jordan, Anthony, Claude, Jeremy, Travis, Raj, David, Nico, Charlie, Eric, Colby, Jose, Anthony, and Rodney. And guys, if we didn't get your comment or question on Stars, Forgive us. We'll uh, we should have a little bit more breathing room on tomorrow night's aftermath podcast at six Mountain eight Eastern. So uh, we'll uh, we'll make it up to you. Damien says zero and three under lock. Just can't slide with you guys on Drew. I like Drew, but we need no line help. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is zero and three under lock with this coaching staff. But what if it was Drew Lock in those three games with Brian Dayball? Etc. Tyler, out of all of you on out of all of you on here, you two are the best to watch. Not saying names, but one guy in here has really no clue what he is saying half the time. MHH. Uh, hey, dude, different strokes, right? Everybody has kind of a different flavor that they uh, that they like. So we appreciate you. Thank you for the compliment, but we got to go. So we'll we'll see you guys tomorrow. We appreciate that. We're your flavor. Pause. But that what that will do it, guys, for tonight's episode. Take care until we see you guys tomorrow. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.